Today's daf is Ksubis daf Samach and we're going to talk about um, something related to the first line, the first line here on the daf, and that is Talale Rav Larebi Beinechiti. Rav was tola, hung literally uh, to Rebbe between the lines. The detail of halacha that Rav was asking a question. We know Rav was on the border. He was on the early, earliest Amoraim. He was a Talmud of Yudah Nasi. Rav and Shmuel. So Rav um, was Tola to Rebbe between the lines. What exactly does that mean? What exactly does that mean? So Tosva says that he sent him a number of letters, uh, questions on letters, and he sewed them together. And they were sewn to each other. And he had so many questions to ask uh, Rebbe, so not only did he write the letters, but after he sewed them, he wrote some other extra questions in between the, uh, the threads, in between the, uh, um, the, uh, the letters. Okay. Rashi, though, says... What does it mean? He said, we're sending him a letter of Shlomim. He was saying, how, how are you? Sending a letter of uh, just uh, saying hello. And he hung this question between the, the other letters. He wrote a letter of how are you and just seeing how the family was and saying hello. And then he asked some Torah questions uh, in the middle in between. What exactly does this, um, does this mean? So there are... Uh, Two examples, at least two I'll mention, two examples in the Achronim of, uh, of an Achron saying that when the question is, is it proper respect to Torah to write or print Torah along with non-Torah on the same paper, right? This topic we'll talk about in a, a number of aspects, showing respect in writing Torah thoughts, right? And the, uh, there's a tshuva of... The Avodas HaGershuni, Simon Yud Zayin. He was a Talmud of the Bach, Talmud of Rabbi Heschel, 1620 to 1693. And he corresponded with the Shach. So he has a, he has a long Shiloh about a detail in Halacha that is not our issue now. But at the beginning of the Shuvah, he says, and by the way, you wrote me that this question uh, to answer, and you interspersed, you know, um, hello and how's everything going, along with the, the Torah topics. And I don't know if that's so appropriate. Again, it's easy for us to like comment on this because we're learning Ksuba Samachtes and we already pointed it out on top so we know where we're going with this. But uh, obviously the, um, the Bale Shas and Bale Misora had everything at their fingertips, every line in Shas. So the Baruch Zagoshuni says, V'hani mili ba'alma v'hinei, v'mili ba'alma echtov l'cha b'niyar b'fnei atzma. I'm going to answer all the, your halacha questions and your questions about how my family is doing, but I'm going to send two different letters to you. Because I don't want to, I don't want to mix up, you know, secular topics and Torah topics. And I think that's appropriate for many reasons. He doesn't list one of them, but he says for many reasons. I think it's appropriate. In your letter that you sent me, he says to the questioner. I would have read your question in sheer and even given it out and showed everybody, you know, the great question that you asked me. But because you mixed up other things in there, right, you asked me how the family is, you asked me, so, right, I, uh, I had to read it to them. I couldn't show them the rest of the letter. It's like when you send an email and uh, part of it is a question, a part of it is not a question. It says, Follow me. 
This is what the Avodas HaGershuni uh, says to do. Derech um, Agav, he, he notes it. Also in the Shuvah Yehuda Yaler, Yehuda Asad, also advises his student the same thing. And he says, Hatam Pashut Muvan Me'atzmo. It's obvious. What, what would be the obvious reason, you know, not to mix up and intersperse Torah letters and uh, Torah topics and others? So maybe one might say it's a chashash bizayon. You know, maybe uh, it's going to get thrown out and uh, a letter will get thrown out and the Torah part of it shouldn't get thrown out so it might be discarded. Uh, or is it just even writing it? There's a certain covet, there's a certain uh, awe and reverence we should have for, for Torah topics than, than uh, along with other, you know, discussions. You know, where are you going to be uh, this yantif? So, Sarah Lomar, and what about today when there's many, many Torah journals and there are, there are Torah and advertisements and uh, newspapers, right? So, Lachora, one must say that um, each situation is different. Each situation is different. Um, and if you're just sending a question uh, to someone, then maybe, you know, that's, it should be Torah. You're sending a question. But, but if it's a letter and you also want to share different Torah, so, you have to know exactly the uh, the uh, the context. It might be. I was thinking maybe are you being mekadesh the chomer or being mechamer the kodesh type of which direction is it? Is this Torah and then you're interspersing other things that are not Torah? Then maybe if that was the context, uh, let's say somebody's writing a sefer. Somebody wrote a sefer and he has all this Torah in the sefer and in the middle of the you know the uh, the Torah topics he's adding other things that that are not Torah. Again, if it's a story that's also related, if it's something related to the topic, then fine. But but if it's not, then maybe that's inappropriate. But that's that's being that's lowering the kodesh. But the other way, if we're being mekadesh, if we're sending a letter, but we're also adding Torah to it, you know, a grandchild is writing an email to a grandparent, and he's telling all about what's going on in school with him. But then he says, "I also heard a great Torah Torah. That's beautiful. That's amazing. What he just sent a separate email to the lechora. So one has to know based on context what it's um, how one." How one would um, understand it. If you look in, in the uh, Afarkasta de Anya, Afarkasta de Anya is Chuvis uh, from David Sperber, wrote uh, in 1875. He was one of the post came in Romania uh, before the war. He matured many agunas after the war. He moved to Eretz after the war. So Chuva is a Chuva about writing down uh, Torah Shebal Peh. And, and uh, the Chassam Sofer has a warning, you know, not to, not to uh, publish. Uh, one has to be very careful when one publishes Svarim. You know, it has to be totally lishma because the, the Torah Shabbat Peh, in that context, he writes, doesn't our Gemara prove that it's okay? Right? This whole, this whole, uh, you know, allusion by the Avodah uh, Shuni and the Yehuda Yale, our Gemara says that Rav wrote, according to Rashi, he sent him an Igeresh Shlomim and he wrote this question, Bein Ashitim. So you see it's uh, inter, interspersed, intermixed. So, he says, maybe this is a this is a, a, a raya against, unless you say you go with another pshat of the Gemara, another pshat of the Gemara, not Rashi, not Rashi. I didn't mention there are other pshatim of the Gemara. The uh, the Rimigash, I forgot to mention the Rimigash. The Rimigash here, according to the Shimon Kubetza, says wasn't just that he wrote him in Gerish Shlomin. It means that he had a lot of questions to ask him, and he asked him a bunch of questions. And then, as he was about to finish the letter, he remembered another question. So he kind of squeezed in another one, squeezed in another one. It's quoted here in the Shita. Okay, according to that, it's all Torah. If you look in the Maharam Shif, the Maharam Shif has another um, discussion. This is, he wrote this to Rebbe. I don't know if this was pre or post 
Rebbe compiling the Mishnah when Rav wrote this. But if you look in the Maharam Shif, right here in the back of the Gemara, he suggests maybe Rebbe Dafka wrote it on purpose, Bein Hashitim. Efshar Lomar, Mishum Didvarim Shebal Peh, Lo Nitnu Lichtov, Rak Achar Kach, Bimeha Amoraim, Mishum Eis Lasos, Rovis Kinu Lichtov, Kinoda, Lochen Tala Bein Hashiti, Velokasu Kedera Chaksiva, Besekeseder Hashuros. Maybe, this is a machlokas amongst the scholars, whether Rabbi Yehuda Anasi actually wrote the Mishnah or he compiled the Mishnah and it was actually written down by a later generation. It seems to be a machlokas, maybe Rashi and the Rambam, um, in, uh, in one place. But suggest the Maram Shif, maybe that's what's going on here. That it was still at the time when it wasn't supposed to write down the, the um, Torah and therefore he didn't want to write it down uh, in the normal way. He had to write it down in a way that was unusual, and maybe that would be uh, allowed, and that wouldn't be as much of a problem of of dvarim shebechsav, dvarim shebapeh, yet arishala omran bechsav. Maybe that would uh, maybe that would help. It reminds me of uh, a little bit. We mentioned this in the past. The Rav Hutner's thought about Gemara. Rav Hutner writes that, and we know Rav Yudan Nasi wrote down the Torah shebapeh because. Um, we would have forgotten it, and it was, you know, there was no choice. There was no choice. He had to write it down. And after Ravina and Ravashi also uh, put together the Gemara, there were great postkim throughout the generations that still held that they were bound by this Isra. That's why the Vilna Gon was always very concise. Like in his comments in the Bir Hagrab, right, they're very just quote a makar. And you'll have to figure out what he means. Uh, you'll have to spend a lot of time. What's the girl talking about? Right? Or the, uh, the Safas Paneach also, the Rugged Shuffer, wrote whole essays on the Rambam, and the whole essay is 25 sources. He doesn't even quote what the source says. He'll just quote four Rambams and three Gemaras and two Toseftas and, uh, and a Medrash. Like, what do you t- that's why nobody learns the Safas Paneach. It's because it's extremely difficult because he doesn't quote, he doesn't write in, in words. He writes in sources. But they felt that they were still bound by this, uh, by this Isser. But Rav Hutner asked the simple question, and that is, they finally wrote it down because we were going to forget it and we have to uh, remember it. So why in Gemara, he speaks about, is it written in such, sometimes you look at the Gemara, you're like, what is this doing here in the Gemara? Why is this topic discussed here? Because it's the same person talking and, and it's, uh, it's, the, it's the same word used and it's, it's just a stream of consciousness. It doesn't seem like like this is the best organizational way of remembering things. I mean, sometimes the Gemara says simanim. We've had a couple of those here in the, in the in Ksubis also. And you remember it this way. But it seems like it could have been written in a, in a more organized way. I mean, chas v'shalom, we can't say that. But like you learn all of Masech Shabbos. There's some halachas of Hilcha Shabbos that are not in Masech Shabbos. You can learn all of Hilcha Masech Shabbos and not know everything about Shabbos. You can learn all of any topic... And we know and, and all of Torah is one unit, and you have to learn all of Shas in order to know everything. And not even not only all of Shas, you have to learn all of Tosefta and Medrash and Zohar. So, so why was it why was it written down in this way? Why wasn't it quote unquote written in a more organized way? Give me all of Hilchah Shabbos and Masechah Shabbos Achulah. Says Rafutner, because even when they wrote down Torah Shabal Peh, they wrote it in a Torah Shabal Peh way. And therefore, even though they had to make it, so to speak, Torah Sheba they had to write it down, but they wanted to keep some element of the Torah Sheba Peh, so therefore they wrote it down in a way that you still need a Rebbe. You still need Torah Sheba Peh 
in order to understand the Torah Shaval Peh. And that's why Bedavka, sometimes we read something in the Gemara, we're like, what is this talking about? Why is this, why is this here? You know, so that, that's, that's the point. The point is to always keep the uh, element of, of Torah Shabbat Peh. So says the uh, Farkasta Da'anya, uh, again, the post, I think it was Nifter in 1962, uh, he says, maybe there's no raya against these other uh, achronim, the Avodah Sagershuni and the Yudayala, who wrote that, you know, it's better not to mix. I, our, what about our Gemara? So maybe in our Gemara, it was at a time that it was still controversial to write down Torah Shabbat Peh. So Dafka Rav did that. Ravka wrote it, Bene Yachite, on purpose. Right. Otherwise, right, at a time now, yeah, you can't write. You know, there's no iser, and therefore, just write Torah as Torah and and um, shlomim as shlomim. But at that time, they still had to write it in an unusual way because they still felt bound by the iser. That's Rav Shalpei to Rav Shalom We'll see at the end if we have time. The opposite is the other issue. Right. Those two principles go together and get in samach. Right. So, what about Dvarim Shebechsav said al So, when does that happen? Every day. Every day we say Asherah. Every day we say Shema. We're not reading from a cloth. So if we're not reading from a cloth, that's considered Baal Peh. So how are we allowed to read any part of Torah, any part of Tanakh, without a cloth? Right? So the post can discuss. Whole Simon and Shulchan Aruch. I think Simon Memtes or so about the, you know, the, around there. Ezelma, right? The other night, Ezelma Kalman, that's Tvar Peh. But other Psukim. Carbon Tamid. Uh, we read Psukim outside of cloth. So we'll see at the end if we have time for that. But uh, two, uh, two other uh, points to bring up about showing respect for Torah thought. So we just uh, spoke about you know, intermixing them with Dvarim Shalchol. Um, there is a tshuva uh, in the Mishnah Alachas. Mishnah Alachas and Rasha Klein. Chelek Tessim and Reshid Gimel. So he has a tshuva there from the stipler. The stipler wrote him a letter, Rebekah Yisrael Kanievsky. And at the end of the letter, he says he apologizes for the paper that the letter was written on. He says, Nechlashti v'kashali mod latiko. I wrote a whole letter and I have some crossouts in the letter and some erasures in the letter. And I feel bad sending you a letter that looks like this. Doesn't look neat. He says, but I'm very weak and I, and I can't copy the whole letter down. V'kashali mod latiko. V'hineni sholcho im mechikos b'neshitim. You know, it has erasures. Gabba michta besov choref sha'avar sheshalachti haya besov is a shuras mukulkalo seide machakim. The previous letter that I sent you also was... A couple of the letters were really, um, you know, not written well in nice handwriting. Ubene shitin, vaosios ktanos, and some of them had small letters. Umukolkalos, veraisi shelonaya lishlok sava kazu. And I thought to myself, it's not really appropriate to send a letter that's not so neat. Vikarati misham ezashuros. So I ripped off a couple of the letters of the, bo- the rows on the bottom that really were, really were not neat and erasures. Viacharkach nichamti, then I felt bad. I'm like, Ulai karua. Sending a letter with like ripped on the bottom, maybe that's not appropriate. Uke'ain shepirish hayirushalmi. Similar to what the Yerushalmi says, Ein l'shloch matana chatsi esrog. Don't send a half an esrog, the Yerushalmi says. And he said, so please forgive me. Please forgive me. That's what the stipler writes to the, uh, to the Mishnah Lachas. He felt bad about sending Torah thoughts on papers with crossouts and cut at the bottom. as like a cut asterisk. So Menashe Klein in the next, so he printed that letter in Reshud Gimel. And in Chelek Tessim in Reshud Dalid, he relates to the, these last comments of, of Rav Chaim Kedievsky. And he says, don't worry about it. I don't think it's an issue. I don't think it's an issue. He says, you're so upset. He says, he says, first of all, I'm, I'm offer tachas raglecha, and I'm a nothing. He writes a number of lines of, 
of uh, of humility, and, I, and I'm sorry that I, I'm even going to comment, but I, you know, it's Torah, and therefore I have to uh, I have to say something. It's not sell. You apologize that you sent a letter. He says not there a cover to send the ripped letter with some uh, erasures. The other Rabbah, he says, I don't think it's not covered, Dig. He says, Bein Ashitin, looking super samachtes. You know, Rav wrote between the lines. I don't think it's a problem. And that you said, oh, maybe it's ripped. It's like that Yerushalmi in Chatzi Esrug. So he says, Lafiani es daiti, eskopa hanidreses tachas raglechachamim. I'm like a trampled threshold under the feet of the rabbis. So forgive me for saying this. But he says, yesh lachalik. There's a big difference. The gabe esrog. The esrog is the chef shal mitzvah. And therefore to send a half an esrog, it's a problem. It's not their kavadik. Kivin shamatana hua esrog, gufe. Somebody will look at the esrog and like, oh, this is a half of a chef shal mitzvah. Chati esrog, ene matana chashuva, veene madera kavad. Vinachinami, ilu haya adam sholeach pisas niyar karua, havamina shena dera kavad. Avalhacha, you sent Torah. And the paper happened to be half ripped. But you know what? The content is what's important, not the symbol of the paper that you're sending me. By the esrog, it's the object that's important. But by Torah, it's the content that's important. Haksav hu anishlach, v'lo haniyar, v'dumusraya, al testal bakankan, el abamashi eshbo. As Chazal say, don't judge a book by its cover. Don't look at the bottle, but look what's inside. V'achanami, l'inin haniyar, hakarua, hare'ena matana haniyar, el haksiva, v'atara sh'aleha. And therefore, he says, I don't think you have to be upset about it. But then he says, Ukarega, he says, oh, something just came into my head. Maybe this is what's uh, uh, related to you. And that is, we know there's the mitzvah of Ksiva Sefer Torah. The last mitzvah in the Torah, the mitzvah Taryag, mitzvah 613, is writing a Sefer Torah. And the Rosh, the Torah quotes the Rosh, but it's also Nilcha Sefer Torah. The Rosh has a, within that sugya, a comment that he says, maybe nowadays, this is a machlokas, what the Rosh means, that the mitzvah either has changed or in addition to the mitzvah is to write svarim and to publish svarim and maybe even to buy svarim, right? That is all also included in the mitzvah or instead of, why? Because the whole purpose of the mitzvah assumes the rush is to learn from the Torah that you're writing and nowadays we don't learn from Sifrei Torah. We learn from svarim and therefore the mitzvah, the nature of the mitzvah has has uh, changed or been added onto that that's also part of the mitzvah. And we know, says Ramanasha Klein, that by a Sefer Torah we have the concept of Hidur Mitzvah, beautifying the mitzvah. So maybe nowadays when you know writing Divre Torah and publishing and buying, that's the mitzvah. See the Sefer Torah, so maybe Hidur Mitzvah should apply to that. And that's why maybe that's what you meant by um, you know the uh Yurk Peta. Yurk Peta. Uh, so that's his that's his suggestion. Again just to add on even without saying it's the mitzvah of Ksiva Sefer Torah, you know, I remember I heard thing Rav Shechter said uh, a number of years ago. I heard, but every mitzvah should be done in a beautiful way. Hidur mitzvah doesn't only apply to, to Sefer Torah and and uh, bris milah and, uh, and the mitzvahs that Chazal say, but it should apply to all mitzvahs. If you give a shear, it should be done with Hidur mitzvah. It should be presented clearly, and there should be a nice uh, makoro sheet, and uh, it should be something that people look at, and it's it's noeh, it's beautiful. So even without coming on to the, to the mitzvah of Ksiva Sefer Torah, you know, one might say, you know, whenever one deals with any mitzvah and Torah and presenting Torah, it should be neat. So again, maybe that's the, what the stipler was saying, that, you know, I just felt bad because I'm sending you a letter in Torah, even if it's about the content. Even if it's about the content, you know, it should be um, uh, beautiful. Just one other horror about uh, writing Torah and writing uh, anything. 
giving it the proper uh, respect. What about writing base hay or besiata the shmaya on the top of letters, on the top of anything, right? When it's Torah, you don't have to write besiata the shmaya on top because it is Torah. Just look at it. But what about a iger uh, shlomim, right? There's an ancient custom. Right to put uh, to put the letters on top. I saw online that somebody said that uh, there's pictures online of it that letters that Christopher Columbus sent to his uh, son had this little thing in the top left corner that kind of looks like a base hay. So uh, nobody knows exactly what uh, what what uh, what it is, but maybe it's uh, connected. But again, that uh, it's a it's a minute that goes back to you know old uh, old minute the Sefer Hasidim. It might even be in base. Uh, on a Sefer Hasidim, an extension, the Sefer Hasidim in Tav Tav Pei Dalit uh, writes, it says in Bracious, Perak Dalit Pasachavav, Az Huchal Likro B'Shem Hashem, and then it says Zeh Sefer, Toldos Adam. So, B'Shem Hashem, Zeh Sefer. So that's a Remez, Kishem Maschal HaSofer, Yispala L'Hakadosh Baruch Hu L'Hatzlichol Ligmar HaSefer. Likro B'Shem Hashem, and then Zeh Sefer. So that's a Remez when a Sofer uh, writes a Sefer, so then he should, he should daven right before. He could call, should call out Hashem Hashem and write after that. Um, Don't write Hashem Hashem in the, uh, in the Torah. That would be Baltosef. So uh, some say based on that, you know, everything in, should be B'Shem Hashem, and that's Shivis Hashem Lanagdi Samid, B'chod Rechecha Da'ehu, that everything in life is, is connected to Hashem, and that's why whatever, we write, we write a, um, I don't know, a tax return, you know, one might, uh, one put that, uh, put that on top. Is there, a, is there an issue with writing that on top? You know, maybe it'll get thrown out. So, Rav Moshe writes in a tshuva in Yeridea, Yeridea Beis Kuflam Erches, Rav Moshe says, it's not a problem. Not a problem. He says, Masha Harbi Noagim Lichtov B'michtav Echol, on, in just non-Torah uh, letters, to write on top, base hey, is that a problem? Maybe they're going to erase it, he says. Moshe goes into, I don't think hey really means Hashem, and therefore even if you cross it out afterwards, he says, and also generally, Bimedina Seinu, in this country, Moshe says, there's no date on here, he says, Kivan Shalom people don't erase uh, letters to be able to use the paper again. We're pretty affluent. We can use extra paper. We generally don't use papers that we write on to, to clean ourselves in the bathroom and to throw it in a muck and be and to get burned. Also, you know, you just put it in the garbage. He says, I don't, so I don't think they have to be cautious that anything's going to happen to this. He says, anyway, I don't think the hay is Shem uh, Hashem anyway. And then he says, He says, in any way, I don't fully understand it because... You know, what's in the content of these letters? Often it's like Yisurim anyway and Lashon Hara. So you're writing this Baruch Hashem and then you're writing all of this content. But he says, you want to, it's great. I don't think there's an Isser, but I don't think there's a Chiyif. And if you write Besiata Deshmaya, Beis Lamachdal, and instead of Beisay, then for sure there's no Kveta. Because, you know, that's, I don't think, uh, that's people that's Dafka, a simon of, of, uh, of a Shem Hashem. Um, and even if you write Beis Ein Zayin Hei Shin Yud, Be'ez Hashem Yisbarach, Nami Ein Kveta Klal, I don't think there's a, there's an issue. If you look in Ravavadia, he also has a tshuva in Yechavadas, uh, relating to, uh, this in Chela Gimel Simonai and Ches. He also talks about if you, if you're allowed to write base hey, Barosh HaMechtabim Ve'egar Shlomim, Vezenichshash, he also says, uh, no problem and it's even a good idea. He says it's good. He says, Nogim Shlomei Amunei Yisrael, everybody wants to connect everything to Hashem, so I have no problem with writing it and, uh, there's no chash of anything happening to it in the future. Okay, we'll stop here.